Hello, Stanislaus State, and welcome to the Taking Care of You podcast. I am your host, Christopher Correa. This podcast is all about sharing information that helps students, faculty, and staff stay safe on campus. On this episode, we are joined by Chief Clint Strode of the Stanislaus State University Police Department. You're listening to the Taking Care of You podcast. Chief Strode, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. For the campus community members that don't know you, you know, who are you? Obviously, I said you're the chief, so you're the chief of police, but (laughs) how did you get here and how did you end up at Stan State? Well, I, I grew up here in Turlock, uh, born here in Turlock, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty native to uh, Stanislaus State when I was a kid. Uh, we used to do Turlock youth soccer in the, in the grass fields here on campus, so that was my, my first trip to Stanislaus State. And when I graduated Turlock High School, I ended up coming here as a freshman. I uh, was pole vaulting on the pole vault team for, for track and field, uh, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I got a job in October of... 96 doing what everyone loves and that's uh, enforcing parking in the parking lot uh, <laughs> for university police department and i i had previously been a police explorer with the city of turlock and i i really love the environment uh-huh. of policing on a campus because it's just it's much different than uh takes place at the, at the municipal level and we really got the time to really spend with the students and the faculty and the staff and so when i uh got about uh, i was probably a junior my undergraduate, I knew that they were going to have a police officer position open up, so I jumped out of classes. I went to the police academy. I put myself through, and that was when Modesto Junior College used to have a police academy there on the campus, which mm-hmm. no longer exists. But I got the job here at Stanislaus State, and I've I've been working here in law enforcement ever since. My first full-time job was uh, in July of 96 is when I got hired. July of 96. And what made you interested in, like, policing and law enforcement? You know, I didn't have anyone in my family that was in law enforcement. It wasn't anything that I thought about as I as I grew up. Uh, I mentioned that I, I had uh, been a police explorer with the Turlock Police Department. Uh-huh. It's kind of a funny story. I, I, I applied for what I thought was a summer job uh, because I you know wanted a little money. And, uh-huh. and I, I went through the application process and the interview process. And you know, at the end of an interview, they always ask you, uh, so is there any questions that you have of us? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I didn't, didn't see what I get paid for this job on the application they said well it's not a paid position it's it's a police explorer it's it's free yeah are you still interested and i said sure (laughs) that sounds like fun and so i i stuck with it and that was my first experience in law enforcement and so uh, when i went went uh, to college here at stan state i had to choose a major and and i i was having fun in law enforcement and it seemed like it was something that i was interested in something different every day um, it was a way to engage and, and help the community and give back. Uh, so that's that's really kind of how I ended up in law enforcement. Yeah. And so obviously, University Police Department, you've been here since 96, correct? What, what is your guys' mission? Because I know like a lot of organizations, they have their mission. What is the mission of UPD here at Stan State? In a nutshell, our goal is to provide a safe environment for our students, our faculty, our staff, and the community to be able to come have a a learning environment where they feel safe to grow in their own personal growth. Mm-hmm. We also want to make sure that we're building the relationships that you know, allow us to continue to provide those services on campus. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you mentioned the services. What are some of the services that UPD offers? 
Uh, we There's a ton. And yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to miss some here. Um, you know, there's the obvious ones that people see. Obviously, we, we respond to any sort of, you know, crimes. Mm-hmm. Crime prevention is also a huge part of that. Anything that we can deter before it happens is important. We have a uh, Warrior Express shuttles in the mm-hmm. evening. Those are kind of some of the visible things. We have the blue lights around campus that people can utilize. If they're seeing something happen, those dial directly to 911. And one of the the things that we developed, and I think we're one of the few CSUs that are doing this, although we've encouraged some other campuses to start, is a, a student police academy. And the idea behind that is to get members of our community actually in the police department. Uh, when we started it as something to get people to interact with the officers on a one-on-one level, and uh, we had to shift to online there during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but now we're back to doing this in person at a reduced mm-hmm. level to make sure that we're safe with the COVID guidelines. But we go over things like traffic stops. We mm-hmm. go over things like evidence packaging. Uh, we do things like the radar and, and the interactivity um, allows people to get to know the officers and what it is that we do here on the university mm-hmm. campus. A couple of the other things, we do crime reporting. If you go to the university police webpage, you can see the Clary log online and the, the Clary law is a federal law that requires crime reporting for specific crimes. It's not required to be on the Internet, mm-hmm. but in our new um, online world, we thought that was the best way to get that information out there. So yeah. that the students could see what's happening on and around our campus. The rape aggression defense program is also a program that we've been offering for many years, and that is called RAD for short, mm-hmm. and it's offers some basic self-defense techniques that women can choose to use if they choose to use those, uh, if there's a a circumstance where they think that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. And so with the RAD Academy and the Police Academy, how could students and campus community members get involved in this kind of stuff? All of that is actually on our webpage, but one of the best ways to, to keep in touch and kind of know when we're putting on those next classes is via our social media. And uh, it, it, we actually have an Instagram page and a Facebook page. It's C, I'm sorry, it's Stan State UPD on Instagram and on Facebook. It's also Stan State UPD. Uh, that's at our webpage also, if you just want to go and click on those. Everyone's familiar with csustan.edu. Yeah. If you just add a slash UPD to the end of that, it'll take you right to our page. And uh, both of those links are there. Uh, we try to put things out pretty regularly to kind of keep people aware of what's going on. Um, even things like, uh, hey, it's foggy outside, make sure you turn your headlights mm-hmm. on. So we, we try to uh, keep in, in contact with the community via our social media quite a bit. You've spoken a lot about how we've become more virtual. But in the past year, obviously, we've come back to campus. So how has that been like, you know, with, with your staff, you know, just monitoring the, the campus and making sure everybody's safe in person now? You know, uh, when everybody went home back in 2020, uh, for about the first uh, probably two weeks, it was, it was a little bit interesting. It was yeah. novel. It was something new. But I have to admit, all of our officers were really eager to have people come back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's why we came and, and were interested in university policing. It's the interactions with the students and the faculty and the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have everybody gone was... Um, it was a little disappointing, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. We really do like having the, the campus community back. And so we did spend a lot of time uh, making sure that the facilities stayed intact <laughs> for mm-hmm. when everyone came back. Yeah. Um, making sure that the buildings weren't targeted for things like theft. 
making sure that there wasn't any pipes or water that was leaking that no one was was there to see yeah uh, because that type of damage builds up over time uh -huh. uh, having everybody come back has has been wonderful uh, working with a covid response team to make sure that everything is safe is has been uh, something that we've worked very closely with based on what you're telling me right now there's a lot of responsibilities you guys have so like how big is the staff at upd because i know i see cars vehicles around campus but i don't think a lot of people know including myself just how how big the force is and how like you know how you guys are able to manage everything yeah it's it's not very big but you know we have a, a lot of really good employees that work hard every day now, currently we have 14 police officers but we do have a vacancy in one of the sergeant's positions that we're looking to promote from within mm -hmm. uh, we have two police dispatchers we have two community service officers we have four non-sworn support staff who help us with things like processing parking permits and our financials and, and other types of things. And then right now we have about 14 students and our students are hugely valuable. They do most of our parking enforcement uh, throughout the day. They operate the shuttles for the Warrior Express in the evening. They help us answer phones in the front office. They help uh, with walk-in traffic who need live scan fingerprinting or to ask a question about an event mm -hmm. on campus or parking. One of the services that I don't think we've touched on are like for bicycles. You guys have like locks that you offer to the campus community. I feel like that's pretty new. Can you elaborate on like services like that and like other like smaller services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do, uh, again, that's one of the things, like I said, many, many things that, that we do. The bike locks are something that we are helping to promote alternative modes of transportation to campus and uh -huh. encouraging people to ride their bikes rather than drive the cars. And the bike locks we purchase, and usually they're a kind of a metal U-lock uh, with a cable. Uh, we, like pe we like to see people using the U-lock to attach the frame of their bicycle to a bike rack uh -huh. and then utilizing the cable in conjunction with the U-lock to go through both of their wheels. Um, and those are given out for free. If you come to the University Police Department, uh, we'll register your bike. Uh, we we really like to make sure that we have the serial number and we even take a photo of it uh -huh. because it's much easier to recover a bike that we have a photo of <laughs> yeah they actually know what it, how it looks like <laughs> exactly and and if i told you hey my bike was stolen it's it's a, a blue huffy uh, there's a lot of blue huffies in the world <laughs> but if i yeah. have a photo of your blue huffy it's a lot easier to find it and get it back to you yeah and as you mentioned it's free um are most of the services here on campus free Yes, we do charge for certain things. Live scan is one of those things that we do charge for. We recover the costs because the Department of Justice and FBI, they charge us to run the prints. So mm. we are essentially recovering those costs. And there's a rolling fee because the live scan service is um, something of a self-support. So the funds that we collect help to keep that equipment running. It helps uh, pay our Department of Justice fees uh, to connect the system to uh, Department of Justice and FBI. Yeah, I honestly didn't even know that how you guys are so connected with each other with like big agencies like the FBI. So that's pretty interesting to know. Yeah, oh. and, and the live scan requirement uh, frequently is one that uh, our teachers need in order to go teach in schools. Uh, anyone who's working with juveniles. So if, if you're working at a church, uh, frequently they'll require live scan fingerprints. A lot of jobs require live scan, um, including daycares. Mm -hmm. And so that's a service that we provide to the public. Um, anyone, you don't have to be a student, a faculty, or a staff member to come to UPD and get live scanned. 
That's good to know. Like, really, because like I said, I've heard about it, didn't really know what it was. But like, obviously, that's a pretty big thing that is required by most places. So like I said, that's, that's really good to know. So part of the interaction with the campus community, interactions could go good, they could go smoothly, and they could not. As you may know, there's been a lot of tension these past couple of years surrounding policing in our country. So what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that, you know, the University Police Department, we are very much here to provide service and safety to mm-hmm. our campus community. Uh, our officers have a, a very strong guardian mentality. Our job is to make sure that people aren't coming to campus and, and preventing our students from learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a parent of a student who's currently enrolled um, in the CSU, I want my child to go to some place where I, I know that they're going to be looked after, that they're going to mm-hmm. be safe. And I want to make sure that uh, that they can come back to me after you know achieving their educational goals and they can get a job and they can they can continue with their lives. So that's really the mindset of university policing. It, it is very service oriented. And at Stanislaus State, one of the things I, I haven't mentioned is all of our police officers go through a regular police academy, just like any other law enforcement agency would. Several of our officers are CSU Stanislaus graduates and graduates from other educational institutions. So a lot of them know what it's like to sit in a classroom, to do the homework, to interact with the faculty. My bachelor's degree obviously came here from Stanislaus State. I think we already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I went back and I got my master's here at Stanislaus State. Uh, so me, just like many of the other officers, we're a product of Stanislaus State. We're a product mm-hmm. of the faculty here. So I, I think it's really important. I always try to find people uh, who are interested, students that come and work at our department as a student employees, it's because they can relate to what it's like to be a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really important. And, and our department puts an emphasis on making sure that, that those interactions are very positive. I make sure that we build good partnerships with other departments on campus. Student Affairs is a great partner of University Police Department. You know, athletics, uh, housing, those are all areas where when we work together, and I mean, you know, as a team, we can provide much better service to our students and we can be a stronger community. Yeah. Well, I've asked you a lot of questions, a lot on the fly, a lot of tougher ones like that last one. Thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. I know you're a really busy man. You know, 30 minutes of your time is is a lot. So like I said, super appreciative of you. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys asking me to join you. And, and no matter how busy I am, this is the good stuff. This, this yeah. interacting with the students coming here and speaking with you guys. This is why we work on universities. This is why we came here. So thank you for uh, including me. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Taking Care of You podcast. You can listen to this episode and past episodes now on your favorite podcasting platform.